Welcome back. I'm so glad you're tuning in with me today. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Do you have a longing for deep fulfillment in your life and work? And have you already walked many routes in your personal development, but you feel like there's still a lot of the journey left? If you're like me, then you feel that connecting with and actually being and living our true self is part of the most important life work each of us can do. My guest today, Helma Lieberworth, is a global authority on illuminating and teaching how you can be your true self. Helma's work has been mentioned in the same breath with luminaries such as Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, and Byron Katie. For Helma, it is paramount that everyone is truly themselves, and from that baseline, they are then able to contribute to the greater work of the collective human family. Helma is the founder of the Vision on People and Personal Growth called The Intention of Being, and she developed the Quaining Guidance Methodology. Helma is the co-author of the book Intention of Being, a groundbreaking and extraordinarily positive view on who you really are. And she has facilitated for tens of thousands of people to experience their true self, living a fulfilling life from inner trust. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Helma, it is so good to connect with you. Welcome to the Superhumanized podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And again, such a pleasure to meet a dear friend of a dear friend of mine, the lovely Jennifer Hill. Shout out to her. She is a yeah. cosmic connector and just knows how to put souls together in this life. Up, I absolutely love that about her. Yes, I'm very thankful for what she contributes to the world and to us, in this case, for introducing us to each other. So it's for Jennifer. Yeah, She's a human being who has a really fantastic greater vision for humanity. And that's also why she is so adept and passionate about connecting people and people such as you, who also have a big vision. And yours, Helma, is you have a vision on people and personal growth that is called intention of being. Can you please tell us more about what is the intention of being? Yeah, intention of being was the only word that really spoke to me when I was finding out what people are doing in this world, how they contribute and what they contribute. As I see it, every person is here in the world to contribute something unique to themselves and to a specific group of other people. And it's something that you don't make up. You don't think that you do that. 
but it is something that you are from your heart and it is registered in all cells that your body consists of. So it's nothing mm. that you can make up. It is just who you are from the minute you are conceived and born and you contribute from that from the minute you are born, actually. So it's something unique you contribute to yourself and to other people. Shall I give an example of an intention of being? Would that be Absolutely. okay? Yes, yeah. please, my intention of being is being. And what that says is that I'll do everything to let a person be the person he is intended to be. I'll, I do this with my work as a trainer, a master trainer. I do this in the supermarket when I speak to someone on the street, but also in this podcast, we have, because I think it's very important that every person contributes that what he has to contribute to the world. Because then you feel okay, happy, and life will be very pleasant and fulfilling for yourself and for the people around you. Mm, yeah. 100%. And for me, when I learned about you and your mission and read your book, the intentions of being, they clearly align also with a sense of purpose. And I feel that's something so many of us struggle with. For some of us, it's often really hard to find out what's our purpose, what am I supposed to do in this life? And I have really found fascinating the different examples of intentions of being that you have. I'd like to look at a few other ones, just so before yeah. we get deeper, people get a sense of where this is all going. For example, I saw that some of the examples of intentions of being would be or home or expression. Can you give us a rundown on a few other of these examples of intentions of being, Helma? Do you want to know just the intention of being, the wording of the intention of being, or how people fulfill their intention of being or manifest their intention? Of the being better. Okay. Because movement, for example, I know a young woman whose intention of being is movement. And what she does is all people who are in their 30s searching for their purpose in life have done their studies and work in the field they, are, they did their studies in, but are not happy. And she helps them move forward and not continuing the path they went on, but finding their own path and move from there. So this is, she brings movement to those people. And the nice thing is that she finds most of her customers, her clients in the gym, because there are people also move, love to move. And one of their contacts specs, because we have all, we are all here for a specific group of people. And in her context specs, I don't know if you are familiar with the, a jargon I use, the word I use, the context, what, is that a word that you would use? It's the environment that you fit best, where you flourish, where you feel that you are really, this is your world. And she finds her clients in the gym because there are people who love to move and there are the youngsters, the 30, people who are in their 30s and that they really struggle with choices because of being on the path, which was not maybe their path, and she helps them find her path. So that's one example. Another example of the intention of being of home yep. is, for example, a man who does everything to make people feel at home. And in his particular case, he does this for people who, for instance, came 
to the Netherlands from the Ukraine. They lost everything and they have to build up a life in a, in a country that is not theirs. And so he does everything for them to make them feel at home. That's what he does. He does a lot of other things, but that's one uh, way how he manifests his intention of being. What was the other example of an intention of being new? It was home and movement and expression. Expression, yeah. Yeah, okay. Expression. Eismann, the woman I wrote my book with, she, her, her intention of being is expression. And what she did for years was asking me, when do you start writing your book? Because your vision has to be spread around the world. People have to read about it. And I didn't feel very much like putting it into a book. And she kept on asking because she found it very important that it would be expressed in a way that more people get to know it. But she also has expression in organizations where she works as an interim manager. And what she does there is find out who the people are that are working in a team and make sure that everyone can express themselves for who they are at the right place in that organization. And if it doesn't work in that organization, she helps them to move to another organization where they can fully express themselves. Thank you, Helma. And I love what you said about that, the environments where you actually feel the most natural and happiest, that those are clues. I love the example about the woman who actually finds most of her clients in a in the yes. gym and yeah. her her beingness basically is also situated in movement. And in your book, you actually say that our environment situations and the people around us are giving us crystal clear signals about who we are. And you also say that these signals are easy to recognize if we know what to look for. Can you give us some examples of what we should be paying attention to? Of course. Thank you for asking. It is quite simple if you know where to look. Because we are, we are raised in years with a paradigm. Things that happen to you in life, you just have to deal with that. Or you have to change your behavior. Or you just have to think differently to make sure that you can cope with that, what comes along in your life. Actually, all those things that happen in life say all about who you are and who you are intended to be and where you have to contribute. For example, people, when you feel grumpy or annoyed or frustrated or irritated, you might say you just deal with what makes you frustrated. But in the end, when you look at a situation right before you feel frustrated, that says all about who, a facet of who you are intended to be. And if I, if I can give you a situation, if I can tell you about a situation, for instance, I guided a woman and she called me and she said, I am frustrated right now because this colleague of mine, she, she went to the loo for the, I think, 12th time this day. And I have to do my job, I can't at my desk, I have to be there. And she is walking around like she's, she's having a day off. And Normally, you could say, then she has another job. You just have to do what you have to do. You have to stay at your desk doing the job you have to do. Because she feels frustrated and the situation just before she felt frustrated was 
that woman, that colleague that wanders around in the office and went to the loo to the loo for the twelfth time, it says everything about her that she wants to feel free, that she wants to do something that makes people free, that she can do a job which is not desk made, but she can move around too. So her longing about feeling, well, being able to move around, that's actually what this colleague is mirroring her, is the signal, the crystal clear signal lies in the fact that she has a longing to move freely for herself. And of course, she can be angry and frustrated by her colleague. The signal says is that she is not doing the job that really fits her, that suits her, but that she should do something where she feels much more free than she was in this job. That makes total sense, Helma. And instead of reacting to actually take a breath and looking at the situation and looking at what it tries, not what it tries, what it definitely is telling about ourselves, and then hopefully able to also put what we learn into action. You speak about something fascinating in your in your book and also in your blog and that is the personal information field and also the magnetic effect i yeah. would love for our audience to learn more about this i'm happy to tell you about this to explain you about the personal information field i just have to introduce Burkhard hein which is a german theoretical physicist he died already but he, he designed the Heine theory, which says that our world is divided in 12 dimensions. And the first three dimensions, this is just our visible and tangible worlds. Our behavior, which we show, is seen in visible worlds. Everything that we do is in those three dimensions. The fourth dimension is the dimension of time, which is still very measurable, but sometimes an hour for your it feels like it, it is flown away within seconds and sometimes in our place for ages. And that, so the time is also, it's not that uh, solid as everything in the first three dimensions. Then the dimensions five and six is where our thoughts are. So everything what we think is stored in those dimensions five and six. And then the dimensions seven and eight. That is our personal information field. 9 to 12, before I tell you something more about the personal information field, is our global information field. And in the global information field, when you look at it from a quantum mechanics, everything what we need to let the world be the world like it is in the first three dimensions is in this global information field in the tiniest particles. And every particle has a unique intention. And the intention of that particle, if there are particles of the same intention and they cluster to become solid and manifest it in the first three dimensions, then when the person is born, he consists of those particles as well. And every particle has its own intention. When someone is here, is born, it has to contribute something unique to himself and to others, that specific kind of a specific group of people. The personal information field is filled with that intention of being. It's filled with a great desire, a craving to be yourself and to manifest that what you have to manifest from your intention of being. 
constantly lets you search for that where you can contribute from your intention of being. It lights your fire, to say it like that. Also, in the personal information field, there's information stored about the body that you need to manifest your intention of being. The talents that you use right away from the minute that you're born that help you to realize your intention of being. And we are born in an environment where in the first 10 years of our lives, we see, hear, and experience things that prepare us, that, that, yeah, that helps us to understand what we have to contribute fully from our intention of being later in life. And all that information is stored in the personal information field. And that is the source for what we think. And that is the source for what we do in those first three dimensions. And if you are really lined up and live your life purely from, your, from the information, from your intention of being, which is sort of that personal information field, you feel it right away because then you feel so energized. You feel bubbling with, with energy. You can't stop talking about that which fills your heart so much from your intention of being. All kinds of situations come by in which you are able to manifest your intention of being. You can feel an inner confidence, although you might sometimes not know how you would have to do things, but you know for sure that you have to do it because it is really in line with who you are supposed to be. Personal life lessons in that personal information tip from your first 10 years, then you will experience that situations over and over again and even more impactful until you have the understanding why it just comes by again and again. And the information in the personal information field is changed. So that all that information is in line with who you are supposed to be. Because mm. otherwise, your thoughts and your behavior get another a source of information, do the things that just let you know that you're not fully living your intention of being at that time. So it's a very important source for us. And we decide everything that we do from that information in our personal information. And I really find fascinating what you talk about in your book and what you just mentioned a couple minutes ago as well. You refer to the first 10 years of life as a school of life, where you actually say that we're hearing and experiencing things that prepare us to fully contribute from our intention of being later in life. So this is a very new concept that I've been exposed to. And we talked a little bit about this prior to actually pressing record on this podcast. In my case, as I relate to you, I was born in Bonn, Germany. With eight weeks, I moved to West Africa, to Sierra Leone, spent the first three years of my life there, then moved to New Delhi in India for about three and a half years. Then we moved to Madrid, Spain. My father was in the diplomatic service and then back to Bonn, Germany. So I was constantly exposed to all kinds of different cultures, philosophies, religions, choices as far as path of life goes. And yeah. so, yeah, I've, I've obviously it, I'm very fortunate for me. I've loved it to grow up that way. And I've always wondered what does this, and to put it in your term, what does this particular school of life mean? Apparently, you well, it's something with 
differences it in places, people, cultures was important for your school of life. It was a subject which, which was very important for your intention of being, which I don't know the wording of, but apparently it is very important that you can relate to differences. And if I could think of it, your intention of being must have something to do, or the specific group, I might say, uh, must have something to do with differences in people and that it is okay that you are who you are and where you are and that everyone is valuable for everyone. Uh, and this is something that is very important, has been a very important lesson for your intention of being. Doing the things that you do with your podcast and all the things that you do and let people know about innovative things, changing scenery in your first 10, ten years you are exposed to new things over and over again. So you're used to explore new things. So that is a thing. One of your talents must be something to do with curiosity, innovation, and finding out things, which helps people to move forward. But because that has been an important life lesson too. Changing, moving from one country to another country is also has also something to do with moving forward. These are a few facets and a few talents which already says something, say something about your intention of being. You don't know have to know, you don't have to know the wording. It's nice because it focuses you more. These things already say a lot about you and what is important for what you have to contribute to yourself and to other people. And look at your audience. I, but that's an assumption. I think there are a lot of people that are into innovation, are into bringing the world to a better place. And then you are the right woman at the right place, I would say. Mm, from well, your being. Would that make sense to you? Absolutely. Thank you for your kind words, Helma. And I've all, always felt that everybody in their unique way of being contribute something to the world. And I've always felt drawn to the people having the freedom to express themselves and not to be caged in by certain paradigms that tell them how to think, feel, act, be, and that attempt to control the freedom of expression of the human soul. And I've always felt most comfortable when I can witness all different ways of expressing the beauty of the human soul. And even if a path is not for me, but to recognize this is a beautiful path for the other person. And it's beautiful that this path exists. And it's yeah. also beautiful that my path exists and not feeling the need to put push my choice on others. I've always felt very strongly about not forcing other people to take on themselves your idea or my idea of happiness. Nothing is worse than trying to force people to be happy your way, whether that's religion, whether that's the profession you choose, whether that's how do you choose to live friendships or relationships and all these things that make the, can make the human experience a beautiful one. Wonderful. And it really shows that your school of life, uh, from your school of life, this is the only path or the, the only way of thinking that would fit what you have to contribute to this world. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I think you, you will feel frustrated when someone tries to cage another one, another person, 
or forces someone to think in a specific way mm-hmm. that will frustrate you because that inner fire in you, that inner longing is there to contribute from how you just explained to us. Wonderful. Yes, it, it does. I have a quite a flaring up of ugh, emotion yeah. when I sense that people's individuals' freedoms are oppressed, whether that is geopolitical situations as we're experiencing right now with Ukraine, yeah. whether it's telling people what type of decisions to make with their body, their biologies, whether it's telling people that they can or cannot express themselves in a certain way, how to have they have to pray or that they're allowed to or not allowed to dance or what they have to wear. And that... I'm very passionate about that. And I think as far as we have developed, especially in certain countries in the world, to Mm -hmm. secure and support the freedom of expression of each soul, there's still so much to do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm so thankful for people like you who contribute to that field. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to you, dear Helma. You also mentioned something, and I wonder if that comes for the particular topic we're talking about right now, you mentioned that we all have a gatekeeper within us who tests mm-hmm. everything, classifies everything. So can you tell us a little more about that gatekeeper, how this gatekeeper influences us, and maybe also share how we can bypass that gatekeeper or make the gatekeeper a positive force versus one that yeah, good question. The gatekeeper, I just told you about the information that is all stored in the personal information field. And all that information is the source, the gatekeeper, let us make our choices from. Even if there are still life lessons in our information field, the gatekeeper thinks that is the way we have to look at the world and make our choice. Then it's logical that we keep on experiencing things that will or situations that will let us feel that we still have a longing to manifest ourselves even more. And that gatekeeper is doing is to keep us in the old and familiar of the information that is stored in the personal information field. And you can recognize when your gatekeeper is keeping you in that information that still wants to let you know that you're not fully manifesting yourself because it lets you make, lets you feel resistant to something, for instance, or that you are procrastinating and you keep on pushing the things that you have to do. I'll do tomorrow, or now I really have to do something else and I can't do this. That is all because of that gatekeeper that is doing its utmost to keep us in the old and familiar from the information that is stored in the personal information field. Shall I give you an example? Maybe that is easier. Yeah. My intention being is being, I was born in and raised in a family of five children. I'm the youngest. The sister above me is nine years older. And my mother had already raised uh, 10 children, helped raising 10 children in the, the family she was born in. And then she got four children of herself. And after nine years, there was me. A big surprise. And she was happy with me, but... She already raised 14 children or so, and she had seen everything. For me, being a new child in that family where everything was already found out and a mother who had seen all the children, it invited me 
to find new ways to show myself, to be unique, although there was everything invented already. What I was asking myself what I could contribute. I was not conscious of that, but that is what that's what happened. And at a certain point in my life, I started working as a coach, not a trainer, but a personal coach, a business coach. I worked in corporates and in small and medium enterprises to let everyone in the organization do that what is suited them most. And I had to do propositions and add value to ask for money for what I did like a coach. And I was having a very hard time because I thought, what can I contribute there? Everything is already invented. Could I, what is my value? So I, I struggled to ask a fair fee for what I contribute because I did contribute value, but it was hard for me to do. And that was because there was information in my personal information field in the, at that time, which said, who are you? Are you unique? Are you one of this 14 or how can you make sure that what you do is valuable too? And that kept me, my, my gatekeeper held me in my old and familiar. I don't have any value. Everything is already seen. What can I do to make sure that they see me and see the value that I add to what is already existing. It lasted until I knew and I was conscious I do add value. And the information in my personal information field changed. That I was that man, I am of value and I am unique and I contribute something unique. And in the, at my school of life, invent invited me also to innovate that what is already there. And that is why I was invited from my intentional being to make sure that the field of coaching, the craftsmanship in coaching is taking the next level too. For instance, by developing the methodology quoning, which is also helping people to achieve their goals, but in a completely different way. And I could develop that. I'm the person to develop that because of my school of life. And my intention of being invited me to, to innovate in that field that people know that they are their unique selves and they, you can bypass the gatekeeper. You asked me for that too. Not only by being aware when your gatekeeping is keeping you in the old and familiar and asking the two questions, which are, in the, I shared already also in the book. What have you seen, heard? experience right before, just before you felt frustrated, irritated, annoyed, or grumpy, and which desire of yours is in, is, is in there, you can find in there and make choices which are in line with that desire that you have. If that doesn't work, if that doesn't change the information in your personal information field, then quantum could be a good alternative because we work with technology based on the principles and philosophy of quantum mechanics. Yes, working with algorithms and like you just said, it's connected to quantum mechanics. Can you please give us a bird's eye view of what quanting is? And can you explain to us how this methodology can help individuals with their lives and maybe also give us some examples of which areas of life it can positively impact? Yeah. Quanting is a methodology that helps people to achieve their goals within a max of seven weeks. We work in a rhythm of a week, 
We have live and telephone meetings. And every meet, every session, we use the technology because that technology is based on the philosophy of quantum mechanics. And exactly when I pointed in quantum mechanics, it's about quantum entanglement. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, which says that when you take a part of an original piece that, and you change something in the original or in the copy, the change is seen at both points at the same time, at the same way. And what we do with the technology, because the, te the methodology is developed around the technology, with the technology, we fill in a profile of a person. And with this profile, the technology can connect with the personal information field of that person and can use the information in the personal information field so that the algorithm can do its math to find out around which theme information is stored in the personal information field on which different information should be, should be put in the personal information field to make sure that there is an other result and in line with that who a person is, uh, its intention of being. So it, the algorithm makes sure that we know around which theme life lessons are in someone's life we talk about that so you are aware what the use is of that life lessons, what the use is, and we make sure that we find out, analyze which information should alter that information in the personal information fields. And there is another module in the technology that right away makes sure that information is, is in, the info, in the personal information field of that person. So it's communicated to the personal information field of that person. And because it is, it's changing the information in the personal information field, one immediately thinks differently and the behavior is right away in line with that, what's on, with the information and what the people think at that moment. It is, you don't have to change your behavior, you don't have to change your belief systems, you don't have to think differently because the source thoughts and your behavior is changed by the technology and it's put in line with whom you are supposed to be. So if I understand correctly, Helma, so it's you basically create a profile and which contains data of the individual you're working with. Yeah. And I also read you use a recent picture of the person. Yeah. So basically you feed all kinds of different data into this, what you call the quanting communicator, right? Which is the software, the algorithms. Yeah. And once you have looked at certain areas of all this data that's accumulated, you basically rewrite or change this in the program. And then via quantum entanglement, it affects the individual you're working with. Did I understand that correctly? You could say it like that. We, for the profile, we, so we know which, so the technology knows which personal information field it has to connect to. We only use a few points of information from that person. For instance, the names of birth, the date of birth, the place of birth, and the photo of that person. That is enough for the technology to connect with the information in one's personal information field. Another thing that uh, technology you needs, the quantum communicator, is the goal of the person. Because that is, you could say, the eyes with whom the algorithm looks at the information in the personal information field. 
And then it can do its mass to find out which theme made at this point that the goal is not achieved yet. And that says all about a life lesson. So people become aware of what that life lesson is and how it relates to what one has to contribute to the world. And if that's all clear, then we make another analysis to find out which information should be stored in the personal information field to make sure that theme doesn't come around as a life lesson anymore but that you can fulfill that part of your intention of being from your intention of being. So it's not a signal anymore. You should fulfill this, but you get situation of your past, which allows you, allows you is not the good of the right word, but it helps you. It brings you in situations where you can manifest that, that facet of your intention of being. I had to put it like that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think what would be very helpful is if you can maybe give us an example of someone who has been guided by Quanning and how specifically their life was changed without giving away names, of course, but yeah. an example would be, I think, illustrate, help illustrate it. Yeah. A young woman, young woman in her 30s, I've guided her myself, and she was burned out in the job that she did. She worked as an interim manager in the financial world, in HR, that she was responsible for employee de development. And she was born out, she, burned, she had a burnout, so she was heading to a burnout. So she says, I'm in my mid-30s. I want my next step in my career to be the one that I know that I can be at my best and that I can continue to contribute from that all my working life. I did a Quanning RG program, Intention of Being. The RG stands for Result Guaranteed. And what the effect was is that she changed jobs during the program because she decided this is not what I wanted to do anymore. And immediately a new job opportunity came by and she took that job opportunity, but it, it wasn't really fitting 100% her intention of being. So she felt that she was not at the right place again. And then she dared to take the real next step and she started a career as a coach and she immediately got her first customers the moment she said yes and committed really that her intention of being was allowed to manifest fully and her first clients came on her path she coached them very good they were very happy she decided to move from a big town in the netherlands to a little town i don't know how it is in your country But the real estate market here is insane. Over bidding, lots of people who want to buy the same house. She mm. only did one bid and she got a house. And there were lots of people who wanted to have it also, but she got it. And at the same day, she sold her own house she was moving from. So she bought a new house. And at the same time, she met people who said, oh, are you selling your house? We want to have it right away. All that kind of things are coincidences, you could say, that came on our past the moment she really committed. But in the meantime, while we were working in the progress, she already left her job because it didn't feel right. And a new opportunity came on our past. She knew it wasn't 100% fit, but she did it, felt it wasn't. And then she took the next step and had her new clients right away. One thing that can happen when you are guided with warning. 
sounds like everything just fell into place. Exactly. And, and you actually mentioned that she decided to become a coach. I know you actually also help, you support or even train coaches. Can you explain how Quanning is different from other coaching methodologies? What is the difference between regular coaches and Quanners? Yeah, a coach with all respect, I do say this with all respect because I've worked 25 years as a coach, so I know the field, is having conversations with people and they're helpful. These are helpful conversations. You have to choose your intervention and hope that you have the right goal and you choose the right intervention. As we know, we have to work with the gatekeeper who wants to keep people in the old and familiar. As a coach, you have to deal with that. And you're not always aware that there is a gatekeeper who's keeping that coachee within the old and familiar. So it's sometimes hard work. People are, coaches are not always fully committed. And then you have your conversations and you do your utmost. And then after half a year, you speak to your coachee again And he might be happy with what happens, but most of the time he feels that he felt back in old behavior again, and then you keep on working. And if that's fine with you as a coach, you should do this. But coaches who are results-oriented, who want to be with a person for a short time and make sure that he is good for the rest of his life, then quoting might be a good alternative. Because what you do as a corner, you follow a procedure of maximum of seven weeks with which you can guarantee that the result will be obtained within that, will be reached within the seven weeks. And you give a lifetime guarantee because of his lasting, uh, the result is lasting. And that we can guarantee that because we work with the quantum communicator, the information in the personal information field is changed. And by that, we, we are sure that the result will last a lifetime. What a difference is also is that you really check the commitment of the person that you work with. And if that is good fit, we follow a procedure before we even start a program by which we also know and check the commitments again and again to make sure that this is the right person and that everything that will unfold naturally in the program, that is also okay to happen in the life of the person that you guide. Because for some people, they don't want to change jobs, for instance, or they don't want to, to have a divorce, for instance, for valid reasons, but not for healthy reasons. For The relationships might be toxic for them, or the job might be toxic for them, toxic in a way that it still mirrors them and even impact follow over and over again, where they still have to manifest there and realize their full intention of being. So if we are really sure, then they have to pay upfront before we start the program. And that really is also a sign of commitment. And then we start in that program, which consists of live sessions and weekly telephone sessions. And then it, from the fir very first session we have, people start to notice that they do things differently automatically. They don't have to think about it. It just happens because that information changes. So that's a big difference as a quanta. You follow the procedure and you know exactly that you will deliver within that max of seven weeks. Could be in week two or three or five. 
but within the Nexo 7, and that you can guarantee that it lasts a lifetime. And that's the big difference, I would say. Absolutely. I am really fascinated by your offerings and by your mission and your methodology to helping individuals elevate their experience. When I learned about you, Helma, I also read that you had a practice for paranormal therapy and that you are also a shaman. That you're a shaman. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about your work and also explain to us what paranormal therapy is, please? Yeah. Um, let me first explain shortly. I was working in an IT company called Digital Equipment. It is HP right now. And I was a marketeer there and I was at home two years separately, one year, and then I worked for a few years and then I was at home again for a year with a burnout. And I didn't know what happened with me. And at a certain point later, I learned that I have a good intuition and I'm a very sensitive person and that I could heal people and that I was not ill because I was ill, but because I felt what happened with other people, my colleagues. And if they felt sick or they felt down, I fell down and I felt sick. Knowing that I have a talent for intuition helped me so much to become myself and help other people because I can help them to, I helped them for a few years in my practice to have another energy to connect with earlier lives. When they felt uh, bad at certain places, I could connect with that places to find out what energy made them feel bad. I connected with loved ones that passed away and that still had to share messages with them. So that's what I did over the years. And I really loved it. Nowadays, at a certain point, I learned that I'm a shaman. And as you might know, for shaman, everything has an intention. So it was logical that in Kwaning, and with my vision intention of being, that was a logical follow-up of being a shaman, but then in a more te technological new way. And what I do nowadays with my shamanship is that I help people to pass over and um, make sure that they know what intention of being they had and come clear with the life that they had if they didn't succeed in fully manifest their intention of being. That's what I do with that part, besides that, everything that I developed for Corning is related to shamanship, but then in a new way so that everyone can, the people that, that are Corners, can do it in a different way than I might do as a shaman. Mm. I like that you help facilitate, that you help birth of change in people. And that's a wonderful life's mission, Helma. I, and I think it's one that links in, that ties into, especially these times we're going through now collectively, which I feel are times of great change. And this is, yeah. this is difficult for many of us to process and adapt to. It's not the easiest of things to feel this uncertainty. And you said in one of your blog posts that there is a constant, and that is man himself, And you also speak about your own beloved constant and that your own beloved constant is to know your intention of being. We spoke about that. But are there also other ways to cultivate the 
beloved constant? I would say that those two questions would help to find out what are facets of your inner constant. Because if you are fully living your intention of being, everything can change in this world, but you are still of value. You can still contribute. That's what you have to contribute. And that inner constant is necessary in the world we are living in right now. Because what's in the smallest details is in the largest detail, the hologram we live in. And what happens in a personal life, it also happens with the world we are living in right now. We miss signals. That's how I looked at it. At it. We miss signals. So the signals we get that we have to change something to live a life on this planet with all of us in a good way, which is nurturing for all of us, we have to change things. And the signals we get on that level, we should obey, we should listen to that and answer to that. And every person that is on this planet now and it will be born in the upcoming years has to contribute that what he has to contribute. And then we can live up to what we need all to have a healthy life with each other on this planet. And that in a constant of knowing who you are and contributing from that, use to questions. But also, if you know that you're passionate about something and you know that when you do the things that come with that and you feel energized, know that, that, know then that is what you have to do here. And please skip to that. Oh, oh, skip to that. I don't know if that's the right English word. I'm sorry for my English, but I'll do my utmost uh, to It's not my native. My mother tongue, you can hear that. But, but make sure that you do the things in line with what your energy says that is good for you. And then you contribute just like others to, to have a healthy planet again. Yes. You are a person who exudes a great just an inner peace and just a joy. And I know that's also part of your growth and what you do with your life. You have your purpose. Do you have some, maybe a practice you can share with us that has accompanied you in your life and elevated mentally, spiritually, and or physically? Yeah. And then I would say at moments that I heard that intuition was my talent that was life-changing for me because all the time before when I went so when I felt so sick I got two children they are now 29 26 but at that time they couldn't deal with the they had a lot of physical problems because of the food they got and I went to a natural health therapist to to heal them and that worked amazingly and quick and so I thought Yvonne von Sticht was her name. I thought when she was able, to, when she is able to help my children, she must be able to help me because I'm always feeling sick. And I was at, I was sitting at a desk and I looked at her and she said to me, Helma, you can do what I can do. And if you would follow your heart and you do that, which is your main talent and you live your life from that, everything will change. And that moment, I still feel the, the goosebumps I got at that moment, that made a big, a huge difference for me. And the other moment which made a huge difference was in 2008, I 
was about to finish a large project I did with a company here in the Netherlands. And I was getting a call from one of my, the person that I get assignments from. And he asked me if I wanted to do a new assignment. And we were sitting on our boat, my husband, and I said, I will call you back in five minutes. And I looked at my husband and I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't work in companies with people knowing that when I come back after one year, a half year, one and a half year, that what it didn't have any lasting results. I called Stephen back and I said, I'm sorry, I don't do this anymore. One or two days a week, I will love to help people in organization, but no, no large projects anymore. I'm taking time off to find out how I can deliver lasting results. And that moment too made it, it was life-changing for me mm. because it took years of developments to develop calling and make sure that I have something that can deliver lasting results for people and quick. So those people, Yvonne and Stephen, by asking me the questions they asked and making, helping me to be aware of who I am and where I stand for, that helped me a lot to become the person that I am now. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so listening to your own inner voice and listening to the answers that you have inside and to trust them is, has been a big driver in your life. For people who want to learn more about you, your book, Quanning, where can they find you or reach out to you, Helma? I think it's best to just my website, helmaliberet.info or LinkedIn or Instagram. You'll find me on the Helma Liberet. Uh, you can find me over there. And the book can be ordered, so the ebook can be ordered on Amazon. So that's a good thing to do too, I think, to get in touch. Fantastic. And I'll make sure to put all of that information into the show notes as easy, clickable links. Helma, it has been really fascinating to converse with you today and to learn about you. I know I'm going to look deeper into this and I'm very glad to connect with you and really grateful you made time for us today. Thank you so much for being my guest. You're so welcome and thank you for having me here. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution.